0: Since I have lived there one year, Boston Magazine has done at least two issues where it's like the most influential. And then they do the the billionaires issue. Like mm-hmm. the cover story is the billionaires of Boston. And everybody opens it up and reads like, how much are they worth and how do they make their money? Right. Mm-hmm. Are and
1: they not- single? Be honest. Oh, <laughs> exactly, exactly.
2: Welcome to Lunch with Shelly, the podcast featuring conversations with colleagues, friends, family, business leaders at lunch here's shelly
1: hello and wow this is a very exciting day for us claude i think today's episode is about as exciting for me as it is for you Mm -hmm. since if there was no wonderful Jean card who is today's guest there would be no super fun lunch with shelly This entire podcast came to fruition because I know Jean, Jean knows Claude, and Jean introduced me to Claude, which is how this show began. So thank you so much, Jean. It is also super exciting to have Jean on, aside from the fact that we both adore her.
2: Maybe an understatement.
1: Maybe an understatement. (laughs) Come on. Because she just celebrated her 50th birthday. Mm -hmm. She and I have been talking a lot about this birthday in particular, which I wasn't able to celebrate in real time. And also about the importance of turning a new decade, what that means, what it looks like, the power of being 50, and much, much more, which we'll likely cover today. So today is, in effect, our first birthday celebration episode. Clive gets Right? Yeah,
2: I'm excited already.
1: (laughs) I know. (laughs) Gene and I also share a great love of observing life in all its wonders, which is to say that we both love to explore the minutia of our own thoughts and feelings as well as those of all the others in our lives. Mm -hmm. And this provides us with a great deal of fodder for our many, many conversations, which are now largely by phone since Jean has moved to Boston, which we'll also have to discuss today. And perhaps almost as important as our mutual and sincere love of dogs, we share a similar sense of humor that helps us laugh at both the funny and the sad things we notice and experience, and I truly cherish that about our friendship. Thank you, Shelley. Me too. With extreme gratitude for introducing me to Claude, with very best wishes for a belated happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And with sincere excitement for having you on, welcome to Lunch with
0: Shelly Jean and let's have lunch. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's have lunch, Shelly. This lunch. is wonderful. Mm-hmm. What, I'm, I hope I can have a copy of that introduction yeah. in print. You can take it home. I would love that. Cheers. I would love that. Cheers. In large. Large type. Did you notice that yeah. the wine was poured just as you said the word birthday for the first time? It yes. Was, it was perfect. I <laughs> know. <laughs>
1: we, well, we have to start doing videos, which is a whole other conversation, but yes, it's perfect. And Jean's wearing a great blouse. Claude looks very good. Yeah,
2: yeah. I like a little blob, great. but we have
1: to do our pictures. Right. This is a biggie.
2: But I haven't seen Gene in over a year, right? Mm-hmm. S- since before the move, and even before the move, I mean, there was the pandemic
0: and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah we were zooming. I'm trying yeah. to think if we did any in person episodes. Well, when I t- when I did that, when I tried the bipartisan reboot, we right. saw yeah, each yeah, other we in did, person few, at that yeah, point. Yeah, we, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Still. So uh what's the only thing missing from your introduction, Shelley, is what I have to add, which is my my <laughs> how much I adore both of you, right? I mean, this is like we have a real mutual admiration society here and we do. It thrilled me so much to connect you two for this project. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about two people in my life who I enjoy so much, but I don't know that you ever would have met it through any other That's circumstance. Probably yeah, okay,
2: probably not. And it yeah.
0: was such it was such a joy <laughs> for me. You know, it was one of those things I was like To both of you, I remember trying to express how much I I mm -hmm. felt strongly you were going to adore each other. And you do. So here we are. So this is here we are. Here we are.
1: Well, I just took a bite of bread, of course. But I thought I'd start off, as I always do, with an easy one. So tell us about Boston. I, I mean, I know all about it, but Claude doesn't. Our listeners don't know. How much do you love it? What's the thing you love most about it? And then as we go on... Tell everybody what you miss
2: about D.C. And yeah, maybe <laughs> even start with why the move to Boston. Oh, Probably that's so yeah, why? Pick up, pack up, and relocate.
0: Yeah. So it's this great timing, Shelley, because I just celebrated what I am referring yeah. to as my boston anniversary. anniversary. It's a new word, boston anniversary. <laughs> uh, I really did move exactly one year ago. And I came to that decision. I know it seemed really rapid to a lot of my friends. But to me, I think that had been building for a while that I was ready for a change. I had been through a divorce. We all went through a pandemic. Um, I I really I really wanted to start over, probably mostly because of my divorce, honestly, like on the deepest level. When you've been married to someone for a long time, and I was married, I was, uh, you know, with... Noel and I were together as a couple for 22 years, yep. which is my entire adult life, right? When we got together, I was 22, and when we split, I was 44. Thank
1: you so much. Oh, that looks
0: delicious. Thank you. Oh,
1: it's going to be so good.
0: And so when... I probably would have moved sooner if it hadn't been for COVID and then everything froze for a few years. Well, and I had visited New England, which is where I grew up. And that's an important part of this story. I grew up in Vermont. And for those of you that are not from New England or not that familiar, it is a, New England is a region in a way that a lot of other parts of the country are not. Because the states are pretty small, you can drive to everything pretty easily. It all fits together as a place versus state by state. So Boston feels to everyone who grew up in New England. Boston feels like the capital of New England. Exactly, and every I, mean, I even know that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, you're you're from far enough northeast that you're probably more familiar. Like I don't with Manhattan. Yes, well, but I no, but, but I'm familiar with but Boston. You're northeast yeah. enough, you know what I mean. Yeah. I think people from the south or the west. I'm not sure you're as aware of that. But anyway, I had been to Boston so many times as a child to see sports games to go to museums right. I was you know Red Sox and Celtics and we we loved those trips when I was growing up so to me Boston has a deep personal connection it just felt like home and every time I've ever flown into Logan Airport my whole life I felt like I was coming home so I looked at other state capitals because you and I have always worked in Washington DC in politics and government People in state capitals understand my resume. They understand what I've done professionally. So I always thought if I left right. D.C., a state capital made sense. But weren't
1: you looking at Nashville, too? I
0: did look at Nashville. I looked at all the cool state capitals, right? And is there are Nashville several. The it is. Oh, my God. It's a groovy, groovy state capital.
1: I'm a little embarrassed. We might have to that out. I don't know what I thought the capital was, but I didn't think it was Nashville. Yeah, it's
0: Nashville. Okay. Na- now that, that you're saying on. that, I did walk by the state building. And Nashville was an interesting, I really, you know, I looked at some real estate there, and I tried yeah. to picture myself living. There and I, I kept thinking, I'm a Yankee. Yeah,
1: I mean I'm a Northeastern girl,
0: and it's it's been such an interesting experience this last year because I have fit into Boston so quickly. Friends there are telling me that I've I've sort of integrated faster than most people that they've seen come to town. Boston can be a little chilly, apparently. I've loved it from the get. I've made friends easily. Part of that is how I am. (laughs) I I I mean, it's just how I am. But to like me, I a great am friend getting a pedicure,
1: like a super great friend. <laughs> really. just, like my Boston yeah. bestie, I yeah. met
0: at the nail salon. Yeah, we were just sitting next to each other getting getting pedicures, and mm-hmm. now we do everything together. Yeah. Right,
1: so she, she was par- with her at her fiftieth birthday. party. Yeah. But again,
2: part of that is who you are. I mean, you're not hard to get along with. Do you think so? Oh, no, no, Go
0: on.
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. But you know what I wanted to add about your move is, as surprising as it was to some people, and you and I talked about it, so I didn't find it surprising, I think during COVID there was this pall over the city, and everyone felt like they wanted to move. And yeah. you
0: just had the wherewithal and the nerve to do it. Oh, thank you, Shelley. Yeah, there was there was so much heartbreak at that time. And, you know, when we all started coming back downtown after we got vaccinated, I felt such a sadness in this yeah. city. And it, and it became entwined. There was sadness of, you know, closed storefronts and restaurants that had gone out of business. And there was, you know, things just felt like, will they ever be the same? And then and then I also had the sadness of going back to all the corners of the city that held memories from right. my marriage. I know and you the, well and you say all that. the sadness really just, I, I finally thought... You know, I'm. I can do whatever I want. I am self-employed. I can work from wherever I want. Why should I continue to live in a place where I'm constantly confronted by things that remind me of of, of sadness? I mean, I'm just. I don't want to live that way. I want to live the happiest, most rewarding life possible. Obviously, started thinking this in anticipation of <laughs> turning fifty too. It's no, when mm-hmm. people asked me last year, "What are you going to do for your fiftieth birthday?" I often said, "I already I did it. You. I moved to Boston." Oh, nice. I mean, that's the truth of the matter, Shelley. That's what I gave myself for 50. Well,
1: it's funny because you're right, because in your 49th year, you're sort of
0: getting ready to be 50. It's
1: sort of like, I'm waiting, or apparently, you know, the moon has just stopped being retrograde, or Mercury stopped being retrograde. But you feel the effects right before and then after. Yeah. It's a similar... Like, you feel like you're 50 sort of before you're 50 because you're trying it on so often.
0: Exactly. I love the way yeah. you described it, too, because it, which is much better than what I often thought during the course of the year leading up, where I thought, I'm looking down the barrel of 50. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> that's negative. <laughs> that's not so good. awful. <laughs>
1: keeping with Boston I suppose because we have enough time what is your favorite part I mean I know that you acclimated so well you have this super great apartment and a super great neighborhood like I know that's part of it what else
0: yeah I really love where I'm living yeah. I'm really grateful to the realtor who took me around and showed me the different neighborhoods oh yeah, and
1: her realtor became her friend and
0: she we became very good friends I mean we spent one day together looking at you know I don't know a dozen properties, probably not that many, but it seemed like we were just all over the city. And by the end of the day, we were really good girlfriends. She moved into her <laughs> own building. She, she said to me, "She said, shout out to Kristen Gawn, a great, great realtor." She said, "By the end of the day, she said, I am really sharing a lot of my life with you." That's is it? Is it you? She said, "I don't typically do this." Yeah, is it right. you? And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, so it's okay, it's me, it's, right. it's totally me." This right. was, uh, so she put me in a great building because she got to know me quickly and understood kind of what what might work for me in a city that, although I had visited often as a child, I had no idea how to navigate it as an adult. So I end up in the center of the city. I mean, if you look at a map of Boston and someone said, pick what you would call the middle and put a dot on it, that's you'd probably end up on my condo building. Really? So, and I'm close to the public garden and the Boston Common. And of course, as a dog owner, being close to the big parks is very important. Boston is tiny. I love how tiny it is. I walk, I can walk, because as you know, Shelley, I walk three to five miles a day with, with my now one dog. And I can walk by the river, by the state capitol, through the back bay. I mean, I, could, I can walk to Fenway Park and back. I mean, I can walk all over this city through multiple neighborhoods in the course of one of my normal two to three mile walks. And I love that about it. And I think it's a very pretty city as a... Recovering Republican. <laughs> I Really? Are you going to call yourself? I don't know what I am. That just came out. I don't know what I am. I I was so sad about the way politics in D.C. had gone. That was yeah. another part of my heartbreak. A Let's hold that people. in to divorce right. COVID. And I felt like sure, I didn't yeah. I didn't know where I fit politically anymore over the last few years. And Boston gets me deeply in touch with what America is about, and I'm, I really have a hard time saying this without choking up. But well, I love to walk the Freedom Trail in Boston. I love to go by the you know the Old State House where the Boston Massacre happened and and th- things started. You know, like America stood up and became independent. Like it, so much, so much history happened in that little peninsula. Um, it touches me deeply, and I love wow. I love feeling close to the origins of our country and what was right and good about our country versus you know all the things that aren't or. Boy, oh we're boy, stuck me. in. No, yeah. I am mean, still, it's no, the greatest I, country no, on it. earth. Yeah, Don't yeah, get yeah, me wrong. Yeah. It's the greatest country on earth. But I am worried about it. I right. am worried about our direction. And, and literally being able to physically touch places that are so important to our history as a nation right. is just thrilling to me. But actually, where I'm
1: going with this conversation is when you were talking about the heartbeat of America or getting back to the roots or what Americans are feeling. I sort of took it as present sense because as you know, everybody in DC is talking about the debt ceiling, right? Yep. right and yep. and Biden and McCarthy are meeting and whatever. But like what do you get a sense of or what what do you think are on the minds of people in Boston, which is not an a in any way an a political city, but it, no, it doesn't and live and breathe politics. So. politics.
0: Yeah. yeah, I walk by the Capitol building every day and I'm reminded that there are, you know, politics going on every day that the rest of the world doesn't know about just the people of Massachusetts. Pay attention. So, I mean, I, I do think it's a political city, but I but I don't. It's not in your. It's just not in your face the way it is here. There's so much other stuff going on. I mean, if, if people think of what's cultural realities of Boston, you probably think of sports first. Um, you probably. Well, I'd love to know what you guys think. If, I'd, well, I, mean, I want
1: to hear what you. I mean, what are people talking about?
0: Oh, I mean, they they don't talk a lot about politics. Actually, I mean, in my in my friend group. We talk a lot about, I'm making, I'm making friends with other divorced women. So keep this in mind. Like, it's a very specific crowd of people, okay, right. right? I'm making friends with other divorced women who are trying to live our best lives right. mm-hmm. at this point in time. And so we're talking about, you know, what new, what new venues we want to check out, whether it's drinks, dinner, art, music we're looking for fun things to do. We're looking for where do we want to take day trips or where do we want to like we're so so it's very specific I think to the time in life and the type of women that I'm hanging out with. Sure. And frankly, sometimes sometimes my my new Boston friends will want to talk about politics and I actually, I actually I actually fade it. away. Yeah. It's very hard for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's always been this way, even when I was in D.C., when I, like, remember when I started dating a lot, post-diverse dating? Oh my dating, gosh, yes. And, like, i go on dates with guys who would want to talk about politics when they found out my background, and it was an instant, like, as... <laughs> as, as a turn-off. As, as a girlfriend of mine calls it, the lady boner killer. Is this a family <laughs> show? <laughs> like, I did not want to talk about politics mm-hmm. with people who hadn't actually been exposed to it. Uh, it's very hard for me. You guys both know I was a columnist for 4 years on US News, I mm-hmm. had a political podcast, like I have been a professional commentator enough that talking about politics with people who are casual observers is always a challenge to me anyway. And frankly, <laughs> at this point right. in my life, I am enjoying the break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has been so mm-hmm. sad to me to see how angry everyone is, how divided we are. I don't like where my own party is. It's I just want a break. I'm not But it's up not totally. in your face in Boston. I mean, that's what I, I like.
1: What is the vibe? Like, so when you're, I guess, at dinner, the conversation is largely, to your point, I mean, right now, I think the Celtics are killing it, right? Yep. Right. But,
2: yeah, if I think Boston, I'm thinking, yeah, it's sports, you know.
1: But, like, what else? The weather and, like, going to
0: uh, Nantucket or the Vineyard in the summer. Are you yep. guys all gearing up for that? Yeah, everybody likes to get out of the city in the summer. There are beach people and there are sort of main Vermont mountain people. Oh. Um, so that's obviously the side I'm on. And you're on. sort of both. Well, you're kind of both. I mean, I, I would love to go visit. You know, I have my friend John in, in P-Town, who I'll, I'll visit a couple times. Um, I'll, But I'll, you know, I'll go to Vermont more often than not, because that's right. my thing, right? I didn't right. grow up. Vermont is the landlocked state of New England. We're the only ones without shoreline. So beach is not wow. my natural state. Right. I am <laughs> mountains and lake. But what do people talk about? I see where you're going with this, Shelly, and it is an interesting question because here in D.C., it's always, it always comes back around Generally, politics and policy. Somehow. Always, always, always. Yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about people... So, for example, I went to an art gallery show a couple weekends ago. You know, this my a neighbor of mine knows the manager of the gallery, and the artists who were being shown were particularly good. So a small group of women went, and we met new people. And people talk about what neighborhood you live in and what do you like about that neighborhood? And it's, there's, there's a, you know, the term, um, like a sense of place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very strong in Boston. Like you're the, the place itself feels so, you're so aware of how old it is and how these cultural realities have just gone on for so long. Like, the jokes about dunkin donuts are all true like there is a dunkin on every corner <laughs> right. and it is very important to it's us it's weird yeah <laughs> um, and everybody <laughs> Sorry, is Duncan. on the same page with it's so different from dc right like everybody wants to know how the bruins are going to do and how the others are going to do this right. the, it's the sports thing is more than sports it's we're all from here mm-hmm. your community you're yeah. you're talking to people who have been sharing for the same teams their whole lives which you don't have in well, dc Claude, well, that's the thing
1: that i think people were I mean, people were sad to see Gene go because they were sad to see Gene go. Sure. But I think that they were also a little reticent because Boston has, as you might know, a reputation for being terribly insular.
2: Right. Yeah, right. terrifically mm-hmm. insular. Mm-hmm. Right. But
1: insular, uh, no doubt. And, um, you know, a couple of people say, well, how is she going to fit in? Because if you're not from Boston, you know, people won't be nice to you. But Gene, A, is sort of from Boston. And B, maybe that's just not true anymore. I don't know. Do
0: you Do you feel like it's... It's terribly insular. I mean, I've really experienced it both ways. Being from New England did get me a little bit of a look, like, okay, so you're a right. New Englander, so you that's sort of so count. you sort of count. But I've as, as opposed, opposed to, to Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, as opposed would that to count? <laughs> <We're> not <laughs> so. we Not have <laughs> But I joined this professional association called the New England Council, and what they do is they gather public affairs and political professionals for events that are almost entirely about hearing from members of the New England Congressional Delegation. Good place for me to go to network. A room full of people that understand my background. A lot of them have co- spent part of their careers in D.C. as well. Mm-hmm. And I've gone to several events. And, boy, is it hard for me to break into that crowd. Really? And, oh, I mean, wow. again, me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. born networker. Mm-hmm. Fearless. And I go to their, their events. And the, the, there's always networking before or after. I went to their, their holiday party. I could not break into this with really? a with a hammer. I mean, it was.
1: Were you wearing like the
0: same clothes and stuff? That's a great question, Shelley. Did I look different? People have said that to me. Actually, people have said you have a different look hmm. than really? people who live in Boston. Hilarious. Yeah. Do Why? I look a little different? I don't know. I mean, obviously, maybe a little live, sunnier. Uh, maybe yeah. a little bit more style. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> New Englanders dress for the elements. They're right. very, they're very, very practical. True. Right. Right. They're a very practical crew. But you have the you have the
1: accoutrement. I mean, yeah. it's just so that's so interesting. So that yeah. crowd was not for you.
0: But then I have talked to our mutual friend Becca about right. this, and she's actually she's been involved with this group for a long time. And I said, Becca, I'm just not breaking in. I might I might give up on this group. And she said, No. She said, I when I came from DC to Boston, she said it took me two years wow. of showing up, mm-hmm. just showing up oh, before people softened right. to me. That's
1: a really good point yeah. because
0: you have to sort of. Uh, sort of show you're staying well they also it's, it's a group where people are really excited to see each other right um but I'm not sure there is a difference. I feel in D.C. we're always excited to meet new people because that's what it is here. Everybody's new all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll come and go and come and go and come and go. But I think maybe in Boston, they come and stay or they grew up there. So a new person in the room in, in D.C. might feel like, oh, hey, another new person. No big deal. Let's get to know them. In Boston, it's it's like stranger danger. Yeah. Is right. she in the wrong place? <laughs> exactly. Did she get lost? Who is she? she? What's she her provenance? So and also <laughs>
1: provenance is a really big thing. Well, we'll close out the Boston portion of this, but I had lunch recently at Cafe Milano, Mm -hmm. not with you, if you can believe it, (laughs) but with another old friend, and we had this terrifically lovely and very gossipy, chatty conversation, but it was all about politics, and... It was about people that we were seeing walking into the restaurant. It was about some scandals about people that we both know that are involved <laughs> in. It was about a whole host of things. And it was a terrifically lovely conversation. But it was so, you know, as Nelson, Nelson and I once went to um, Barcelona. And we were trying to find restaurants. And each restaurant said, and famous people for Barcelona will be here. And we thought that was the funniest thing. So whenever, you know, often when I come home, Nelson's like... Um, Did you see anybody famous for D.C.? And in Cafe Milano, of course, we did. But people who are famous for D.C. are generally political. So, like, you know, when people walk into Milano, you can guess who is famous for Milano. But who is famous in Boston? It would be probably a sports person, right?
0: It would be, yeah, it would be an athlete or someone involved with one of the teams. Or it would be... Spanish. Like a private equity venture capital. There's a big, um, mm-hmm. like, there's a fascination in Boston because it's got a big financial industry uh, and academic as well. That's um, true. I would say those, I mean, biotech is big there, but I don't think anyone would walk into a restaurant and be like, oh, he's the head of biotech. Well, but that's there's sort a fascination of with, my with question. the money side, but that's kind of but my But recogni- are they
1: They recognizable? the to- the people that you're yeah, referencing. Yeah, so
0: since I lived there, and I, I have a subscription to Boston Magazine. Oh, they, thank you, Kirstie Tucker, oh, nice. one of my dear friends who. Gave, That's such a good idea. I know that was her gift to me when I left when I left Washington, and a gift that truly keeps giving. And I love I love Boston Magazine because it's helped me figure out my new city. And since I have lived there one year, Boston Magazine has done at least two issues where it's like the most influential, and then they do the the billionaires issue. Like, mm-hmm. the cover story is the billionaires of Boston, and everybody opens it up and reads and how much are they <laughs> worth and how do they make their money. Right. Mm-hmm. Are and they not- single? Be honest. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's a big thing there that I don't, that, that's not a thing here. Anything. No, that's so funny. Yeah. No.
2: You're listening to Lunch with Shelly.
1: Take a bite of this, by the way. How are your scallops? Right,
2: we'll Great. Bite. Great. As
0: always, I'm allergic to scallops. Oh, you! Yeah. So I'm going to do the first bite without penne. Me to too. Just to get the clean. Thank you right, so much. Like pure soft shell.
1: It's crispy deliciousness. Oh my god! I know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, black salt. It is crispy deliciousness. Mm.
0: No, it's perfect. Is this
1: mashed potatoes or polenta? I will tell you. Oh, I don't know. Oh my god! This is like you know what? I don't think it's, chicken.
0: Yeah. it's like fried chicken and like. The Kentucky Eastern Shore had a baby. A <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> so, Jean, you said um, you gave yourself Boston for a birthday gift. mm mm-hmm. and, um, and birthdays, you know, especially certain ones, you, you reflect a lot. You're really a reflective person, I think. Um,
1: you are a reflective person. That's a great way to... I think she is, yeah. right?
2: And so you gave yourself Boston for But what has... Fifty years given Gene, Fifty years on Earth. What is that? What has that given you?
0: An understanding of how little I know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the longer I live, the more curious I become, mm-hmm. and the more I'm willing to say, well, "I don't know about that." That's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Huh? All really? right. And I and I and I my love of other human beings has grown and grown and, grown. and it's sure. I was born that way. I, I think you're born you know you can say extroverted or introverted however you want to describe it i am a true people person and the the longer i live the more i am like wow aren't i say this to you all the time don't i shelly when we talk on the phone i say aren't humans interesting yes <laughs> but i don't take it as
1: positively <laughs> as well sometimes I'm,
0: sometimes I'm pivoting out of a i'm, I'm using it as a way yes. to not be negative or to not be critical <laughs> in order to say well aren't
1: Aren't not we? It's sort of like saying, <laughs> "It's sort of like saying, um, bless her heart." Except <laughs> it may be an really in like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, but does that? Well, does I answer your I question, Claude? Just- I mean, I.
2: Yeah, no. Yeah. Just I mean, over over you know, time as you reflect back, you yeah. Know, what is? I mean, I've really. Life, because I mean, you have that way of looking at things. Like, what if life? What has life gifted you? Yeah, you know, with you amazing life. people. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: the, it's always going to be the same answer for me. I think, mm-hmm. like my my people, my my wonderful friends. I mean, look at the two of you right now. Like, nothing could swell my heart more than sitting across from the two of you, enjoying a meal and a conversation. Because. Two of my favorite people who I brought together. I yeah, mean, that's just right. man. Yeah. That is that is living. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: so how do you feel about being fifty? I mean, it's
1: such a weird number, and it's sort of different for women than for men. Well,
0: I'm so glad but it's behind me, Shelley. I think. Are you? To you? A lot of people say, "Oh, how was your birthday?" And I, I right. I'm so glad it's behind me. Because right. Because of that whole buildup and anticipation, and the oh yeah, the, the feeling, some pressure to do something so much pressure you know there's yeah i don't i don't like pressure yeah and uh, i'm really glad to have it in the rear view mirror i mean why why is the, the anticipation was largely negative so i'm glad it's over i'm a month into being 50 yeah and because i started telling people i was 50 six months ago, i know that's what i'm saying <laughs> right? it's like you prepare for 50 really early yeah i started telling people probably a year ago that i would say i'm 50 <laughs> remember the story of me getting um Carded at that place I was going to with Emily. It was Vaguely. here okay, in DC. so Shelly yeah. might
2: remember the story, but I yeah. don't, and <laughs> we don't. The okay. Yeah. okay. What's the story? So,
0: <laughs> say less than a year ago, I was meeting a friend who's significantly younger at a, a beer garden. Sure. And I arrived first, and all I had on me, as one does in this modern world, I had a cell phone and a credit card in my pocket, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the guy at the host stand says... I need your ID. And I was like, yes. to, I said, right. to be becau- to like, so I can drink. Right. Like, so, you know, I'm 21. Right. right. He says, yeah. And I said, I am 50. <laughs> and of course I wasn't, I was 49, but mm-hmm. I am 50. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and says, well, but my manager is here whatever. Well, I'll let, you, I'll let you in. Right. You know, and then it got better. He says, I have to give you a bracelet. <laughs> I do remember that part. And at that point right. I said, I am too old to be here. <laughs> and you know what this kid said? I know. <laughs> oh. oh. my God. So, okay, there's how we look, and then there's how we feel. Right. Physically. Right. And, you know, I, I like you. I like to be very active, like daily exercise of whatever type. And, of course, I do feel, you know, I've got this IT band that won't stop giving me trouble on my left knee. And what do you mean? You have oh, you're not I like, like a, a little, little band. You have
1: like a knee big, issue. It's the yeah. IT
0: band that wraps. That comes maybe from your lower I back. I thought you were talking hip. about an actual band. No, no, no. That's like okay. inside my body, and it's frustrating to me. And I'm working to address it with a trainer, etc. I got back to skiing this year after I went oh, on skiing. You. Oh, right. And I was that's where she really bummed. felt it. <laughs> and I remember coming into ski season thinking, maybe I should be doing some squats or lunges. But I just spent so much time walking, and that's right. kind of my exercise, and I feel fit enough. And I love the Peloton, as, as I know you do as well. I thought, well, I'm fairly fit. I should be fine on skis. I was not fine. I know. <laughs> I was not fine and at all. And the girl that
1: you were skiing with, how old is she?
0: Uh, my first weekend was with Beth. Right, Right. And Beth is probably seven years older than I am. Oh, but older. She, yeah. But she had been working out with a trainer. Oh, right. And she didn't get that terrible thigh, right. that quad. Oh, my God, where your, where your quads are so sore that you fall onto the toilet instead of <laughs> sitting on the toilet for several days. I was not okay. Do you and think that that's going to be the opener? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe.
2: <laughs> maybe. Yeah. It's
0: terribly visual.
2: Before you left D.C., you were getting into golf. Did you take oh, that yeah. to Boston with you?
0: Thank you so much for asking about mm-hmm. golf, Claude. Something else you and I share. <laughs> right. Cheers, Julie. That's really. true. So I got up to Boston and last summer, and I found one girlfriend to golf with. We golfed one. We did nine holes one summer afternoon, mm-hmm. and that's the only time I've golfed since I've been up there. So okay. I do. I am, but I've but I've got a girlfriend who I spent a lot of time with. The one I met at the nail salon and we are looking into lessons and kind of getting out nice. there maybe maybe going to some oh, tournaments yeah. you know like just just get ourselves out there and yes it's very much on my still something i do good. i mean i love if you look in my closet and i downsized you know i lived in a three bedroom three bath house when i was here i downsized to this little one bedroom apartment, but it has a generous storage closet, and I really love looking in that closet because I see my golf clubs, my skis, and my hiking boots. And nice. that oh, is that's exactly yeah. who I want to be at fifty. Well, you're mm-hmm. missing
1: a tennis racket.
0: It can be added. Yeah, it can be. Added. <laughs> or a pickleball racket, a pickleball paddle. <laughs> I'm.
1: i Are you a pickleball person? No, but it's catching on so fast. Oh, it's
0: uh, it's so I was playing that before I left DC. It was super fun. Yeah.
2: Was so, I think that's pickleball tournaments on ESPN. Now. I know. You
1: know what Nelson I love about pickleball? Loves it that you don't have to move as much.
0: No, it's quite it's quite active. I love the trash talk. Now right? Maybe not everyone plays that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that's a pickleball thing. I think it might be a gene card thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love the trash talk. To me, pickleball, especially Who since... Who are you trash talking to? Oh, I mean, when I was playing, it was with you know some of my neighbors uh, from Alexandria. Oh, okay. We would go to this country club, oh, and I okay. think that atmosphere just brings out uh, the rebel in me. Me too. I always
1: misbehave at country right, clubs. Right? Yeah. It, I'm so awful.
2: It's <laughs> well, Wait a minute. But that seems a little opposite I like throw of Gene, though. That seems a little opposite of Gene, right? So, how like, so? I don't Not know. Really. You don't seem like the trash talker. But I guess I wouldn't know you in an environment where that would
0: be. Well, you do look very be. innocent at present. Yeah, this is this is a, yeah. this is a thing for me. Like, like if Gene and I
2: were going to go play golf, and suppose she hits a turkey shot, she's on the green, and I'm in the sand trap, and she would have say something, you know, like some trash talk, yeah. it, would, it would shock me. Oh, like, this is why we need
0: to golf together, Claude. <laughs> I'm, think,
1: I'm. a oh, yeah. I mean, she could also like pinch your butt and screw your shot.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Like, that's
1: gene. I mean, I'm, I think on the I think on the <laughs> she golf could course blow though. In your she could.
0: I think I'm a little more supportive on the golf course because it's such a mentally hard game. Yes. Right. Yes. I, right. I actually don't know that I'm. I don't think I've been a golf trash talker, mm-hmm. except right. in the positive when if someone has more than one good shot, s- sort of on. <laughs> during the whole time we're out, (laughs) I will say, well, now you're just showing off.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right, but
0: that's not trash talk. It's not trash yeah. talk. So yeah. I don't think I don't think I'm a There's trash talker at all. More decorum,
1: okay. is that but the in word? pickleball, I'm not looking for that
0: word. Yeah, asking, yeah, yeah. I don't love that word. But know. in pickleball, you're just you're kind of out there screwing around, and it's much faster than you think it's going to be, uh. and it gets a little you get a little punchy, or I do A little like. I've oh only yeah. so played
1: with Nell, and so we were playing singles, and apparently pickleball is really good for doubles. But Nelson and I are both tennis Agreed. players. Yep. And I feel very strongly that I like tennis more because I love to be at the back, uh, you know, at the baseline. I love to yeah. really swing. And, yeah. And the ball, the pickleball ball is like a whipple ball. And it's... It's less satisfying. It's exactly. I agree with Less that. satisfying is a great way to say it. I would yeah. only
0: play it as doubles. I, I don't think it's... I don't think, no. A singles pickleball match does not interest me one bit. Just go play ping pong. Yeah. If exactly. You want that, if you want that vibe, and just play ping, ping pong. I love. Me too. Yeah. And that's good. Are for you trash good talk. too? <laughs> ping pong <laughs> I can is be. Great. There are some table sports that I really enjoy, both um, ping pong and pool. I was going to ask some you. Some call are it you billiards. <laughs> billiards. I have my pool moments. I I had I a used I had be a, good. I had a um, table sport night out in Boston with a couple of girlfriends a few months ago. We started out at a place that is all ping pong, and. We did okay there, but it was hard because we had food and drinks, and it didn't really go that well. Well, once we were fed and somewhat liquored, we found a place to play pool, and that is when the night got good. And we were three women, three divorced women of a certain age. I was the the youngest. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And we... There were, of course, no tables available. You have to reserve them, blah, blah. But we're, like, a little tipsy, and we show up, and we just approached a group of like 20 something guys i mean their age was 20 something sure. there were yeah, only yeah. four of them and we said can we can we play with you guys and and they're yeah, like absolutely oh, they really. like, yeah, and yeah. we had so much fun you and my, remind me a lot about my mom i'm like gonna talk about my mother but the, but my girlfriends kind of freaked out they haven't known me that long and they're uh, like you like so know old. how to play pool
1: yeah
0: oh, oh. <laughs> uh-huh really yep
1: that's interesting.
0: Oh, well, there was a pool table in the basement of my house as a child. Oh, see, I
1: had a ping pong table in yeah. my house. Yeah, yeah. But many, many bars of playing pool. I would be a decent, like, chick, you know, like the two guys would play pool, yep. like, but it would be couples. Like, yep. I would get maybe 20% of my shots in, which at the time didn't really suck. It's not, it doesn't <laughs> suck. Well, <laughs> right. we, had,
0: we were in D.C. at a time. I don't know about other cities, but when I got here... You could still play pool for free. Like, oh, I yeah. remember Heads, which is now Tortillo's. No, they but had then, a free pool table. But then there were all those pool bars that were sort that of. That was a thing for a while. Yeah. And it was the, in those days, like I would say the early 90s. And I played at some dive bars in Vermont during the summers. Yeah, I
1: pool to me feels like Wilkes-Barre.
0: Yeah, it's more of a. And that's where I pl- I probably had some of my most fun pool playing was dive yeah. bars in Vermont in the right. summers during college. Yeah. And, and in those days. You know, obviously, I would be having cocktails, um, but also smoking a cigarette and and well, ba- balancing yeah. your cigarette on the pool table no, no. while you take a shot. <laughs> and oh, worse is Having God. it in
1: your mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that.
2: I had to... It's
1: a really bad look, but it's also somewhat cool.
2: You and these Boston girls get out, man. Don't
0: Seems we? Seems like yeah. it, Don't yeah. we? It's so different socially than here. It's Excellent. so different. Because we Why? do. We look... I think it's what you said about politics. What people want to do is meet at a restaurant and talk about work.
1: And yeah, right,
0: yeah. And in Boston, we want to do something interesting Mm -hmm. and you know, like do something, do something, an activity. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. So dinner isn't enough.
0: I mean, it can be chatting. It can be dinner and chatting can be lovely, (laughs) but we all get excited about going to a game. Yeah, going to a game, going to an exhibit, going to hear a concert, um, live music. The, the the phenomenon in Boston right now, uh, beer gar the beer garden scene has expanded, and so and the the newer venues are adding like the newest beer garden, which is on the Boston Common, has a stage for live music as well, mm-hmm. and it's sort of one of those very like central corners of the city with a lot of foot traffic, and there's going to be live music. And beer and snacks, like food trucks.
1: But that's what's also so different for you, is that for you, living in Virginia, you would, like me, have to Uber yep. over. But yep. now you just are walking just over. just walk everywhere.
0: Right. I walk everywhere. So that
1: probably makes it so much easier, too.
0: Yes. Yeah, I don't... It's such a walkable city. The public transportation is troubled. But oh. even if you take an Uber, it tends to not be terribly expensive because everything is a couple miles away.
2: You're listening to Lunch with Shelley.
1: So, Jean, I hope you include me in your answer, which is terrifically self-serving, <laughs> but what do you miss about D.C.? I mean, I know you're so in love with Boston. And I'm so very happy for you, and I'm glad oh, that you're you. there and all those things, thank but you. clearly you're here. So tell us about when you land. I think you've told me before that, you know, the monuments, like it does still feel like home, but... What else? Name three great things about the city that either you miss or you'll keep coming back for.
0: Taqueria Poblano in the Delray neighborhood of oh, nice. Alexandria.
1: Nice. <laughs> That's <one>. not very <laughs> Shelly-oriented,
0: but still a very good answer. I mean, any any moment with Shelly, whether we're having drinks we or a meal there we or go. walking our dogs together, any moment with Shelly. I do. I mean, I have a wonderful group of friends in yeah. this city. Who we'll miss you a lot. Thank you. And... You know we have we have the technology to stay in touch. I have come back several times I will continue to come back with some frequency and it's all about it's all about my friendships and I said when I left that I'm very good at staying in touch and I hope you find that to be true um, I, I do I reach out when I think of people mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think I've done that with you as well so it's all about the, the people the people in Taqueria poblano might be the only <laughs> things that I miss.
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. It has been so special for Claude and me at Black Salt, which we love. But I think that we had as much fun as we knew we would have. We hope you guys have as much fun listening to us. Please download the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast, or perhaps you already have. But in the meantime, thanks for listening as always, and peace, love, and lunch.